In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Paul Brown. Wakey, wakey, my friend. How are we all doing today? Uh, it's another episode of the Paul Brown Podcast. It's just me riding solo today. Um, but it's an exciting time. We kicked off draft season yesterday. Um, and, and what a topic to discuss in your 600 show. All about trading down. Um, why not? There's no other way I'd rather start draft season. But I just want to take an opportunity. Um, we didn't mention yesterday, but just say a massive thank you to all you guys that listen to us. Um, some of you, like Mike, been with us since the very first episode all the way back there. That was the 22nd of July I've got it written down here 22nd July 2018 so in 968 days we've dropped this will be 601st show so uh it's been amazing we, we flirted with whether we be a daily podcast but we're back on daily and uh my god it's fun but no just a th- massive thank you to everyone out there that listens we don't make any money off this show it actually costs us um because we pay to host it, etc. But it's stuff we genuinely enjoy and that interaction that we've been having more and more over the last uh, month than ever before is genuinely really, really enjoyable. So keep reaching out, questions, show ideas, anything like that, do let us know. Um, before we jump into draft season, I just want to touch on Clowney. Clowney came in for a visit with the Browns. He's going to go off um, and have a visit with at least one other team. Surprise me if he goes to a couple more before he signs on that dotted line, but it's an exciting one. It, all off-season, I've been saying, hey, they're going to go out there and get some marquee name. Um, it was not going to be a long-term deal because the future of the edge position opposite Miles has to come through the draft. The reason why that has to come through the draft, get someone that we want to be good enough to compete for rings. We need that cheaper deal next to Miles on the other side. So we've got one, two years when they can sort of take taking that bigger name, whether it's a clowny, whether it's a Carlos Dunlap, um, they can bring someone else in, one-year deal. Let's find that youngster either this year, next year, and then we, we're we ready then to go forward. The next four years, cheap opposite miles, and we can really go out there and compete because miles is effectively two big veteran deals just because it is such a big number. He can play to that level because we're asking him to be in the competition for Defensive Player of the Year every single year. So it's a, hot, it's a hard task for him, but he is certainly capable. So, no, Clowney, if it does get done, it's going to be a fantastic signing. Yeah, it could get injured, could all fall apart, but the ceiling is what we're aiming for. We're trying to compete for a Super Bowl. It's not a four-year deal. If it's four years, 60 million, then we're sitting there thinking, oh, is that a bit rich? Is that risk a bit high? But we're not talking about that. We're just gunning to get him over the line and uh, see because it's shaping up, guys. Um, we'll talk about him more nearer the season, but it's not that crazy to think how close are we to winning. Obviously, yeah, for me, the, the 
Patrick Mahomes just makes the Chiefs the best team in the division. But I think you can genuinely make a case for the Browns at number two, um, which is nuts. I've already got a fair bit of money on the Browns to win their division. It, it's go time. Um, I was getting it at plus 175 or 15 to 8 if you're in the UK. Um, the value is there. Make the most of it, guys. If you, if you want to bet and you want something that you're happily going to sit there all season and root for, that might be the one to go for. But today, what we're going to focus on, I want to just look back to that 2020 draft class. Before we go in, and I'll talk later in the show about what we've got planned for the draft next, over the next month or so, is looking back at this class and sort of, obviously it's only a small sample size. It was seven picks. But is there anything in that seven picks that gives us an idea of what Barry's chasing? Because this is an important thing to think about because... I've done a few tweets where I've looked at that athletic profile for players. And when someone's sitting there banging the table for an edge rusher that's just over 200 pounds, it's hard to say that's something they're going to look at when literally every other edge rusher they've had on their roster doesn't fit that metric. And it's not saying they can't go outside the boundaries, but you're starting to see trends. And it's going to take three years before we truly get a really good picture. And I'm not just talking about like the rookies. I'm measuring every single player, whether it's a one-year, whether it's a UDFA, anyone they're bringing in, just capturing all of that information because it's stuff we can look at their data and go, right, we're sort of seeing a pattern here. Um, And that's just something to constantly keep an eye on. And I'll keep updating you guys as people are signed during the draft um, across the uh, preseason, uh, we'll c- keep coming back to this and sort of building out the data and saying, hey, where do they stack up to the other players in that group? Obviously, there's certain position rooms where the Berry front office barely added anyone. Not talking about players that are already here. We're talking about players they drafted, players they brought in off the street, players they extended. Those guys, they're like, yep, yeah, we want this person to be a part of our team moving forward. It's not someone that, hey, the last one I first signed and we haven't had a chance to get rid of them. So the first thing when looking at the class is age. And I run off age week one of the season. So it's not age when the player's drafted. The reason why I like to use week one is because we've got some players they're going to draft in April. Then you've got other guys that will get picked up during the season etc so if we always bring it back to week one it gives us a starting point of hey week one this season week one next season so age week one if we look through that draft class we've got Jedrick Wills 21.3 Delpit was 21.9 Elliot was 22.7 so a bit older Phillips was 21.4 Bryant was 22.3 Harris 21.8 and Donovan Peoples-Jones 21.5 so we're noticing they're a really really young group everyone is basically 22 or younger at the time they were drafted obviously it's not time they're drafted we're looking at week one so we've got that sort of everyone's on under 22.0 other than Bryant's 22.3 and Elliot is 22.7. So that is incredibly interesting to note. That is a sign that they don't want to go for these older dudes. Some of these guys are like 24 and they're coming out. And the, 
interestingly, the one sort of position where it doesn't matter being a little bit older is probably your quarterback because if you're expecting them to play until their mid-30s, if they're 24, eh, who cares? Whereas if you're looking at sort of a position like a, a wide receiver, a corner, when that top of the curve starts hitting when they're 30, well, you don't want to be drafting them at 24 when you've got six years, when you can draft them at 22 and you've got eight years because you've got that rookie deal, which is four years, you extend them to four more. Well, that's their career done. Not, not many dudes get to a third contract in the NFL, even the better players um, where you actually want to pay them to be that that high caliber person. So it's one where age seems to be a big factor. Look, we might get a couple of drafts into the future and see it. it's not a case. It was just the way their board hit this year. But I think it's certainly something that we need to factor in. And we're going to be looking at that when we go through and look at the different positions um, through the draft season. And then not get too much into height and weight because that's very much a positional um, thing. Ironically, all seven players were over six foot. Um, I, I don't think that's going to be a consensus line that they're going to draw in the sand and say, hey, uh, we don't want any midgets on the team. Um, everyone's got to be over six foot if they come through the draft. So uh, we're not expecting that to stay, but it was just an interesting thing um, as I'm going through that drew a note. And the next one, um, Spark, it's, it's tough to know because we don't get Spark numbers on absolutely everyone. Um, so it's all to do with like measurables, Nike, bring some people in, test them out. Um, so it's one I'm, I'm shying away from. It's one that teams are thought to use quite a lot, but while a lot of that information isn't always made public, et cetera, it's one I, I'm going to still well clear of um, because we don't want to judge people on incomplete data sets. Um, but one thing I will use is a stat from at MathBomb on Twitter, um, and that is relative athletic score. And he's just taking basically all of the, the centers, all of the tackles, all of the safeties, all of the tight ends, and then comparing where that player stacks in terms of, well, their speed that they run, their height, their weight, their vertical, their broad, their um, shuttle, their three cone, compiling all that information and then pulling out a, a, a relative athletic score just the Raz, um, and that's out of 10. And what we see is quite high numbers. So Harris, 6.79, Elliot, 7.42, Phillips, 8.2, Wills, 8.44. Delpit didn't obviously run any combine drills because he was injured. Bryant was low, so at 4.65. And then Donovan People changed it 9.63. So that could certainly be something that is a factor. And they're going, hey, we want these guys to be athletic. There's always going to be exceptions here. So they're willing to deviate with Brian. Because at the end of the day, you, you can't go purely off of one stat. And this front office is going to be smart enough to know that. That they are smart enough to know their stuff they don't know. So they're not going to look at all. No, we, we said we're not going to draft anyone over the age of 22 and a half. This guy is 22.7. No, we're not interested. They're not going to be that red line. But if you're looking at someone who's really, really low on the athletic testing, probably not going to go for them. Um, Orlando Brown could be a perfect example. It's not saying these guys are busts. It's just saying they've got less chance of panning out than someone else who is more athletic. So... 
that's something just to keep in mind. So the, the two things we're going to come back to while doing this is age and it's relative athletic score. Um, so it's they're the two things um, that we'll keep repeating, um, but we're going to work through and, and how we've got this planned over the coming month is we're just going to go position by position. Um, we're not going to get too much into the conversation of, hey, what should they do at this pick quite yet? And the reason why we're going to do that is we're just going to do, let's say, the entire draft as if we're looking for an edge defender. Well, is the edge defender there at 26? And then is the, are they there at all of the different picks on day two and then all of the different picks on day three? And just sort of discuss, hey, who's there? Should they go for any of these guys? Is there a guy that potentially they could go for, but actually he's 24 and they shouldn't go for him? And then we're basically going to build that out and that will give us a really, really good idea of what's there at different picks. And then after we've run through all of that, and we're going to as well touch on, hey, let's look at the room. Is there space in this room for a draft pick? Because if we're looking at something like defensive line, interior, well, the room's potentially full already. So they're going to have to be careful of what they do there because bringing in someone right at the top might be the end of Richardson. Bringing someone in at the bottom might mean the end of Jordan Elliott. So it's having that discussion and looking at the room as well. So we're going to do that for every single room. Obviously, some rooms we're not going to start chatting about round one prospects at the running back position or even day two prospects at the running back position. Yeah, they might take a flyer on the fifth, sixth, seventh round. So we'll look at that because, hey, at the end of the day, churn the bottom of the roster. It's in the guardrails. It's something they're going to do as a team. And we've got nine draft picks. There's not nine spots open on the roster. So we're not expecting them to use them all, but we're going to look through. I'm also going to throw in the 45th pick um 45th 46th pick as well just because i do want to look at hey if they do trade back and take that extra second round pick that we discussed yesterday who's there for when they do pick in that trade back scenario um so that's something we're going to look at um but no so all the day we're just going to work position by position do hey what is the current room and first rounders then we're going to do day two then we're going to do day three and then we'll start on the next position once we've done all that, we'll jump into some stuff looking at mock drafts and sort of seeing, hey, we'll probably just do a show on a certain pick and let's just start chatting about what the different options are um, and everything there. And so once we as well finish the room, we'll just say, hey, we think the sweet spot to grab a edge rusher is this pick and here's why. Um, so no, we're going to chat about it. The boards we're going to be using, I've just built a mixture of the, the draft network, the... Um, pro football network and the uh, mock draft database we just mix the three in because we want to get the best sort of balanced board as possible it's going to be a weird year where a few players will fall um we'll, we'll point out players we just don't expect to be at that pick but yeah crazy crazy stuff can happen but sorry to let anyone down that's sat there hoping for it trevor lawrence isn't going to fall to 26 guys we are going to have some sort of realism in this and just say that's not a prospect worth discussing. So, no, as always, thank you so much for all of our listeners out there. We genuinely appreciate all of you. Um, do, just do us a favor. Five-star review, leave some nice words, and then just ping it to a mate. Who, If you've got a mate who's a Browns fan, just be like, hey, check out these guys. Um, they're good fun to listen to. 15 minutes every day. Um, 
and we're just having so much fun and uh thank you genuinely from the bottom of our hearts for supporting us all of you out there um it's been a blast and yeah roll on 700 it's not going to take long to get there um but yeah um check us out on twitter i'm at jack duffin d-u-f-f-i-n dms are open so fire any questions and anything you want us to discuss but as always go browns